Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind and Solar's general manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on self-reliant energy. Check out our additional educational information, including dates for our hands-on workshops conducted in Seymour, on our website, windandsolar.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. David, it is cold outside. It is. And it's dark when I get to work and it's dark when I go home. Yes, unfortunately, that's correct. And then for the renewable energy world, that's not what we like. But hopefully, hopefully our fantastic Congress is going to change that for us. With the with yeah, the, as with far the, as when we go to go to about, work, and they're going to make a law about sunshine, and that'll fix everything. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, it'll just be dark for an hour when we get here. <laughs> so, but it is definitely a an issue this time of year when yeah, it comes to renewable. Let's talk about wintertime energy demands and how to make sure you got enough power. I am living the dream right now. This week, we've had a gloomy, looks like Seattle slash London sort of week here. Not predicted to change, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. I have said it will be about three or four more days before we have sunshine. So what advice have you got for me? I can go home and just stay in bed for yeah. three or four more so, days. Is that, so that work? Just go hibernate, man. So energy demands in the summer versus the winter. I mean, number one thing that you're looking at is just hours of the day, right? I mean, you said it at the very first of the podcast. You know, if we come in and it's dark and we go home and it's dark and that's not getting any better, especially for the next whatever day it is, until the 21st of December gets over with, that's not going to start increasing. That's only going to go down. You know, we're only going to lose daylight time. What we have to do is make sure that either A, that we design the system at the beginning for that, or B, either reduce the amount of electricity that we're going to consume from our battery bank and or renewable system, or the best alternative is add a little bit more to it. It's my best alternative for you is add more to it. And or if you're only in solar and you're doing an off-grid system, add a wind turbine because this is the time that you will get more wind energy. The fall, the winter, and the, and the spring are going to be by far the best wind energy months that we're going to have. So another good one, and I get to cheat on this a little bit, is making sure your panels are pointed yes. optimally. Yeah, this is definitely the time of year that uh, we had a guy call the other day and he said, you know, he said, man, I'm just not having the production I was. Something seems to be off. And of course, we asked, did you change the angle of your panels? And he said, no, they're about 30 degrees. He was in the south. He was in the Texas area. And I said, well, 30 degrees, you're way too flat. You've got to get down. You need to be at you know, 45 to 48 to maybe even 50 degrees in your area. And he was unaware of that, you know, so he was still set up for the summer. So I made sure to take note and call him back in about a week after that. And he changed the angle of the panels. He said, yeah, I said, I'm having, it's doing great again. He's yeah. Not. I mean, mine, that's one of the great things about the tracker is during the summer at noon, mine are basically flat. Yeah. Yeah. They're almost flat. I mean, I probably got there and looked, they probably are at a straight yeah. 90 degree flat, but now- they are definitely not. They need to be, and they are yeah. at a, like a 45 when they're Probably swinging. Probably a 45, yeah. They're going to be very close to 45 anyway. And that makes sure that we are getting the optimum amount. And if you're on a tracker, it's easy because I'm moving with the sun, you know, just checking everything out, making sure they're clean. 
because the hours of the day that you do have production, you want to make sure that you are producing. You know, one of the things that I'm going to do with mine, because my production is so low right now, I mean, I would suggest anybody do this any period of time every year anyway, is check and make sure that all of your strings are producing. Yes. Because you may think that you're, well, it's just low production, you know, it's overcast or whatever, things are off. Your panels have been outside all year. I mean, we have those daggum, not barn swallows, but the... Ah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all over creation, flying around. I mean, things happen. Well, if you've got a connection that somehow come loose on one of yeah. your strings, you know, in my case, if I've got a string loose, that's 240 watts because there's six panels in each string. And that wasn't something I was even going to touch on, but you did make a very good point there. As we come into the winter, some people would just say, well, why would all of a sudden you have a loose string that you didn't have? Because as you come into the winter and you start getting into those really cold temperatures like we have been, we've been getting down into the teens and you know even upper single digits, metal shrinks, copper shrinks. I mean, and so as it's shrinking during that cold temperatures, you might not be getting the contact that you were, say, at 40 degrees or 50 degrees or 90 or whatever the temperature. And so that could be a big issue that you weren't seeing back in the summer because it was making good connections. So that is a very good point that Wes just made that you do need to be checking that connection points as well because they can get loose over time, especially as things heat up and cool down. I mean, that things, you know. And I mean, it's easy enough. You just can take yeah. a multimeter out there and make sure just on each of those, those strings are all producing something. Because if there's a break in the string, they'll produce nothing. They'll produce nothing. As long as you stick your multimeter and make sure you've got it on that string. Yep. And there's juice. Yeah. If there's energy flowing through it, series has been made. It's I mean, been made. And if there's not, then you need to start getting your wrench out, pull things apart, plug them back together, and see if you can find what's right. going on in there. The other thing that we do at the house. Our system is incredibly efficient, but we also have the heat pump backs up with gas. And I mean like LP gas for our heat assist. And so on days when it's, you know, if we've had four or five days of overcast and, you know, my batteries start moving into the low 30s and 40s, I may pull off of the heat pump and switch it over to emergency heat, which and all that is is just... Right, switching straight to gas. Just kicking the gas on over there. And that just drastically changes my overnight consumption. Yeah, because that's unlike the summertime, the wintertime. That's a great point that West has had there. The wintertime, you know, the overnights is what's getting us unlike the summertime. The summertime, it's the daytimes that get us. The hotter the day it gets us. Well, that's easy enough to offset because we have the sun out at that same point, you know. And then, then wintertime, it's exactly opposite of that. Overnight's what gets us because that's when we get the dramatically cold temperatures and we don't have anything to offset that at the time. So that's the major difference. And there again, that's when we design systems, we want to design around the winter. So that's why when we ask for electric bills or whatever, we're really looking at the winter months because that's really the months that are going to matter. And the other thing is just knowing what you are using regularly. Right. I mean, yeah. so like before we had the mate on our system and we could tell what we were using now we've got SolarC. SolarC has some software that you can run, look at all the time. And the nice thing is, is that, you know, the numbers didn't change by changing systems. So it wasn't like, oh my gosh, we think we're at one point and then the SolarC told us something different than the mate did. You know, our house just sitting still runs about 300 watts. And so as we looked at that, you know, obviously we were going to put up a wind turbine, you know, on these soupy days like this, 
a wind turbine pretty much is just going to offset us until we get to, we're back to a full Sunday and yeah. charges everything back up. Definitely. If you're going to be off grid, another deal, if you're off grid and you don't have a solar or if you don't have a radian, so you don't, maybe don't have the access to that mate or to that, to the solar app. If you're using a, a midnight, it will tell you your daily production for your solar. And then we've got the, we got yeah. the midnight too. So we so look at got, the wind turbine production. Yeah. All so time. you can look at the wind turbine production. It will also tell you solar production if you just happen to be running there again, just an off-grid system with like using one of our Stratus as your inverter that doesn't have that data of what you've used today. So there's a way of seeing what you produced for the day. And then you can also add, we have a what's called a Bogart trimetric meter, and it will tell you your consumption for the day. It will also tell you what's going into the batteries, what's come out of the batteries. And so adding something like that into an existing off-grid system would also be a great add-ons that you do not hurt your battery. So you know and, what you're taking in and out and of their we batteries. Don't, we don't have them yet. You know, the Fortress oh, yeah. is coming out with their Guardian. And so we've got those on order as soon as they get here. So that's another great product that's going to be able to monitor the batteries. I'm a little bit gun shy about letting anybody look at my system who I don't know. You know, we've talked with them some about this. And I think like the Guardian is going to be in such a way that, you know, you have to allow permission right, for somebody right. in there, but it allows you to see where your batteries are during the day and that sort of thing. Some of the, and I think Wes would back me up, there's some companies that want for you to be able to see it. They want to be able to see all that information too. I'm not particularly cool about that. <laughs> and not very many people that we deal with want to just give that information out to everybody. That's to them, private information. And particularly when they, and the one I've not figured out yet is, is why they want to have your location on your, yeah, that that doesn't make any sense. Now you don't need that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You don't need that. And I agree with that. And so what using the Bogart and using like the Solarks and different things, they don't require that information. So you can be truly off the grid because if you have to give all that information, you're no longer off the grid. You know, that's kind of where some of the feedback I've got on that. We are coming full circle on our first full year of being in the house when the house being totally off grid. Um, January is when we moved in last year. So November is not the best month for. No, you know, the crazy thing about November, December and all the, if we get sunshine, it's not bad. I mean, like Wes's system design, if, if we were just to get eight hours of sunlight today or even five hours, you know, he wouldn't go home tonight and be like, huh, so tonight we set a minimalist, and, uh, <laughs> you know, or if we could get the wind to blow today, you know. Crystal and I are having an unscheduled candlelight evening. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So ramen noodles and candlelight. There you go. So, All right. Well, if you need any other feedback on this or need some help with your system, just reach out to us. Come see David in the workshop. We've got workshops scheduled for January and March. And then we'll probably have another one scheduled up in May and then July pretty shortly. And so come visit us there. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at windandsolar.com. As always, check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach, like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaboration. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats. Thanks again for listening.